So I'm pretty sure we're at episode 17 here, and uh, this is going to be kind of a special one today. You ready to uh, make some magic? Magic. He is the wind, she is the wave, and together they make up the band they call the wind and the wave. They're not related. They're best buds. They're BFFs for life. Hashtag BBIT dubs. It's the Dwight and Patty Show. The Dwight and Patty Show. It's the Dwight and Patty Show. It's Dwight and Patty. Hello, welcome to the Dwight and Patty Show podcast. Uh, brought to you, um, you know, by the wind and the wave. Brought to you by <laughs> the wind and the wave. I was like, do we have a sponsor now? And feminine hygiene products of various types. And um, this is going to be an interesting one. It was a request, and we're going to try to follow through with that. Uh, several requests, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, several requests, and um. We are um, going to do a, what do you call these? What do you call them, Patty? I don't even know what you call them. I'm drawing a uh, blank. A track-by-track commentary? Yeah, we're going to do kind of a track-by-track commentary, which they don't really do anymore on Spotify. When we were first signed to RCA, they always had you do that stuff. And then by oh, the do time... Do they not do them anymore? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I mean, I suppose we could always... They don't even let you put them up. put it there. No, they don't even oh, let really? you put them up. Mm-mm. No. You can't even like release it like as a track? No. That's dumb. <clears throat> There's some I don't know what the reason was, but they don't really do it anymore. And um so by the time we were on Universal, um that shit was over and um so we didn't do one for our second record, but people really liked our first one. Uh, the here's the thing, the first one though was done pretty much right after that record and everything was pretty no. fresh and I knew all the stories and I was just listening through Fun fact number two, I haven't listened to this record since we recorded it pretty much. Yeah. And um, so I don't remember much about it. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I like so, your laugh there. So, um, uh, you know, I've, we're just going to have to see how it goes, you know? Yeah. I think I listen sometimes to like a few of these. Like there's a few of these that we've played live recently, like Redhead and Aberdeen Mm-hmm. Um, well, don't don't, you, don't don't start. Right? Don't I, I'm start. just saying, like, there's a few songs on this record that like are more familiar than others. Some I haven't listened to in forever. Um, yeah, so we're gonna do this for the second record. Happiness is not a place. I don't even remember when this record came out. Yeah, I don't know. And also a couple of announcements from my part. And Patty doesn't know any of this, but one. Okay, cool. We're not doing video anymore for a while because it's a pain in everyone's ass. <clears throat> and um, we don't have another person to do it. And it just takes too much time. And it takes away time for for what we're really here for, which is music. And um, it takes away the time from that creativity. So that's going to go away for a little bit. Also, just... on that note, before God, you're you... Such a... Before just before you just let me finish my thought before you then you can have the floor. I think I I'm gonna take the floor. I'm gonna take another break at episode twenty six. Okay. Like a little half season. Uh, I really feel the need to focus on even more now on art. Um, maybe more than ever before, as I consider it to be my one contribution of worth to this planet. And uh 
I want to finish our new record and I want to focus on it. And I want to finish more new songs from us, even outside of this record. And I want our time to be spent creatively when we are together on um, our the, the thing that actually everyone comes here for, which is our music. And um, I know that people have kind of grown used to listening to this podcast every week, but I don't I don't always feel, I feel weird. Um, and Patty knows I've had weird feelings about all this for a while. And I kind of go back and forth. Like I have weird feelings about social media and I have weird feelings about talking to people about a bunch of <clears> bullshit <throat> every week that I'm just like, why are we, why am I, why are we doing that? You know? And, and then I have times where I'm like, well, our fans like the airs talk. And then it just kind of comes and goes. And there are times where I feel like signing on to, uh, what do you call it? Instagram live or whatever. And I feel like that's valuable. And there are times where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing on here? And I have trouble um, making all those things work together as a team. And right now I'm feeling like, okay, whenever I feel that way, I should just take a break because I don't know anybody, anything. Um, Certainly not from this podcast. All I owe to myself and to Patty is the art. And that's all I actually even care about. So where I'm at as of today is uh, maybe, you know, about nine more episodes this season. And then uh, we'll take a little breaky break. And then we'll come back when I feel like we have something valuable valuable to talk about, which hopefully will be the new record. Okay? Okay. Well, now, what did you have to say? I apologize for ranting there. No, it's not It's not the ranting. It's just the bulldozing. That's a, yeah, I, I <laughs> a know. frequent bulldozing. Sometimes I'm a bulldozer. I know. I'm sorry. Um. Can I apologize for being a bulldozer? Well, I've fucking I forgotten what I was going to say. So I apologize for being a bulldozer sometimes. Yeah, but I'm old, and I sometimes. will definitely forget what I'm going to say if I don't say it right then. And I didn't want to lose my train of thought right there, and I apologize. Okay. Uh, and also, let me say this: I do not feel the same way about Patty's new podcast. I feel like that's valuable. I feel like it's valuable every week that they can do it, and I feel like there are things to be said and a never-ending topic where that podcast has real value um to people so you know look out for a lot of new episodes from the feelings club podcast okay thanks that was very that was very kind well i meant it too you know mm -hmm. so do should we get into this track commentary we should and i think it's a it's a really good timing for this track by track because this is the record that we're going to be playing. Oh yeah. Um, this coming Saturday Yeah. from top to bottom in its entirety, acoustically you and I on our live stream concert. So <clears throat> if you haven't, um, if you're not on our mailing list, you didn't receive the email notification last week. Um, and if you don't follow us on socials, you might not have heard, but we're doing another live stream show. It's an online concert. You can join from anywhere. This will be our third time doing it. And um, last time we did this, which was about a month ago, we did uh, two shows in one day. So two different times, which hopefully accommodates um, a little more people near and far who'd like to tune in, but maybe can't make one time. So we're doing it. Remind me, it's, it's three o'clock and seven o'clock, right? Is that, that's right? That is correct. Okay. So three o'clock. PM and seven o'clock PM central standard time. Um, so yeah. So just, if you don't know what time that is for you, just do a little googly goog. Googly -goog. Um, 
there are, let's see, if you follow us on Instagram, you can click the link in our bio and you can find tickets there. If you follow us on Twitter, click the link in our bio, find tickets there. We, I have created two um, Facebook events. Ticket links are there. Um, <clears throat> you can buy tickets for one or both of the shows. And if you if you buy tickets for both, you select the both shows option and you get a $5 discount um, yep. on that. And if you're a Patreon people, yeah. of course, you get your oh, yeah. normal free Yes, code. if you are already a Patreon supporter, um, just hang tight and I will get you uh, I will get you a code that you can put in there for free access to the show as a as a thank you so much for your support. So Yep. And uh we're looking forward to it. I realized when I did start listening to these songs this morning <clears throat> that I know three of them and I do not know ten of them. So it's cool. gonna be so- interesting. Cool. So we have some work to do this week. Yep. Let's get this started. The first song off the first record of the happiness is not a place record is my mind is an endless sea. And, One of my uh, faves. Yeah. What are your memories of that song? Hey, do you have any? Yeah, this, well, this is one of my favorites um, because it, it like many of my songs is basically like a letter to myself, uh, like a friendly reminder to myself um, to breathe, basically breathe through my anxiety because everything is ultimately going to be okay. But I have a tendency to let my mind kind of spiral and feel consumed by my thoughts and my feelings. Um, so to just take a minute to breathe, like close my eye, like I'm not great at meditation, but like close your eyes and take some deep breaths. Cause everything is going to be okay. Probably. I mean, probably, um, I mean, probably, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, fe- that features a, <clears throat> a really great string arrangement by Rob Mathis. Um, who did that in, I believe he did that. I can't remember if he did that in New York or if he did that in Budapest where he does a bunch of stuff. 
Um, oh, cool. Um, but he's done strings for Bono, Sting, Lenny Kravitz, Jay-Z, Eric Clapton, Elton John, Luciano Pavarotti, Tony Bennett, Natalie Cole, etc. No big deal. Yeah, and it was very now he actually became a friend of mine through all that because I used him on some other stuff and uh, really sweet man who's very passionate about his string work. And uh, that was great. And that features uh, Butch Walker on bass guitar. Um, uh, that features Mark Steprow very lightly tapping along, me on acoustic, Patty singing. And then I think Butch came back and did some uh, slide stuff as well. And uh, I, on a personal note, I hate my harmony on that. You know, one thing about making this record was this is the first record that Butch had, or that I had ever done in like 20 years that we I didn't produce. And so Butch was producing that and it was weird for me and I didn't necessarily like all that part of it. But, <laughs> um, you know, Butch works super fast. We had a month booked on that record and we did it in nine days, top to bottom. And things like I would have liked to have sung that harmony about seven more times because I'm not a great, in my opinion, singer. And, you know, he just liked it kind of just there just my super raw quick version that is. was kind of mm. right and i probably sang the wrong words and things like that you know and i don't think you sang any wrong words you'd be surprised and i know that i hit <laughs> i know that i on the that finger pick part which was done live all that that whole track besides the strings and the slide was cut live all yeah. these songs were in one room yeah. by the way pretty so crazy. patty's vocal parts were often just like with tons of bleed and the drums in them. And, and I would be like, well, we're going to re-sing that vocal. And he'd be like, nope. <laughs> there were, there were and a there, few you that did, I went back in and, and sang. And you did uh, sing the wrong words on some songs. And what did oh, he say? Yeah, I totally remember that. I remember, I don't even remember what song it was necessarily, but I remember singing a, a wrong word. And he was like, well, them's the words now. <laughs> That's the words then. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it, stuff. it was probably good for both of us to have that. You want to move on? To I the think next? it was. Yeah, I think it was a good exercise. It was good. It was want, good. Want to move us. on to song number two in this here Odyssey? Yeah. All right. Song yeah. number two is Let's Forget That I Was Ever Even Here. We burned joints in your parents' garage and laughed until our faces hurt so bad. I had all my cheeks down in my hand. Then everybody went to sleep and left us watching the TV I should've gone to bed an hour ago There's an elephant inside the room It only comes around when I'm near you Is this a side effect of fear? The things I had learned to ignore Are whispering and wanting more They pour me drinks and pat me on the
I do really like that second verse too. Yeah. My brain is such a complicated mess. That's no excuse, but let's forget that I was ever even here. Please don't reply to this. We're close, but friends, that's what this is. You pour me drinks and I pat you on the back. Yeah. That's one of those songs that, um, as it's gone on three years later, I love the way you sing that song. Now you sing it with a bounce Mm-hmm. And a swag to it that's not there in that version, and you know that mm-hmm. that is just the way singing works. But yeah, I really, I w- uh, it'd be interesting to to cut that song now. You know what I mean? The way yeah. you, you own it now. Um, uh, that was the first song, and I do remember this that we cut with Butch, um, mm-hmm. and that was the first take. Uh, so that was where we first got our like, oh, this is going to be real different. And, and also, <laughs> yeah. and also, Mark Stepro's an awesome drummer. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I had all yeah, those yeah, thoughts yeah. all at once, you know. Because um, I remember we would listen back, and Butch was like, "I mean, that sounds like a take to me." And we were like, "What?" We were like, "Huh?" You mean a drum? <laughs> you mean a drum take? And he's like, "No, no, no. <laughs> a take." And we were like, "Yeah, yeah." Oh, huh? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah. That was one of those songs that um, you probably had to have a little couples counseling about over the totally. years. Um, I mean, without going too deep into it, because it's actually, I guess, kind of personal. My husband hates this song. <laughs> it's one of my favorite songs because yeah. it's just, I think it's a great song. Um, uh, but it did kind of spur some conversation in couples counseling, which, you know, ultimately is a good thing that those difficult conversations that make you uncomfortable are probably the conversations you should be having anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is a song about temptation and feeling guilty for feeling tempted at all. And, um, but we all know this is a very, <laughs> this is a very human thing. Um, attraction and and lust and all, you know, all the feelings are all very natural and human. And just because we've chosen one person and we love one person doesn't mean we won't be attracted to, or maybe even develop feelings for others along the way. It's a short life, but it's, it's their long days, you know? So it's okay. Yep. Um, and we played that one live a bunch. Um, that one was in the rotation for quite a while. I think even including our last headlining run yep. i think that was in there so you know that one has made the round so i'm sure if you have a lot a lot of you've heard that one live mm-hmm. uh, i also like that song i think it was one of the first i wrote for the uh kind of came up with the initial idea for on that first record too on this sec- on this second record you know one thing we haven't talked about either patty is the undercurrent of this record which was we started to make this record RC- with rca p- paying for it Yep. And um, I guess about day seven, our A&R person at the time, Rainy Hancock, came into town, right? Yep. And said, hey, by the way, I'm leaving uh, RCA and um, I'm passing you off to this guy who doesn't give a shit about you, by the way. And, Dude, um, the whole making of this record, we were just like, huh? Yeah. And huh? and so huh? we essentially, after we turned the record in, got dropped um, from RCA, who didn't feel this record because, you know, who cares? Anyway, and then where Rainey ended up was Island Records. And then Rainey basically bought the record back from RCA with Island and re-signed us. So it was fortuitous and nice and uh, to, to at least get this record out, you know? 
Yeah, it, that would have been really um, sad had, had this just been shelved. Yeah, it happens all the Which time. Happens, happens yeah, all, all the time. The, time. Um, the third song on this record was the first single for the record and features a nice little video by our friend Jeff Ray. It's called Grand Canyon here on KLBJ. <laughs> Totally loving this song. Of course not. It's a rock song. <laughs> and not thinking that it was going to be anything. Yep. Of course not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, and then when people were talking about like, oh, what's the first single off this record or whatever, like this was just like not even anywhere close. Like, it's not even my radar. And if it and was everyone else's this first song, choice. I was like, yeah. huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. I knew it would be. I mean, be. I don't care, but like, are you sure? Yeah, I knew it would be. It's clearly a single. I mean, like, clearly. Um, it's our most rockinest tune that we have. Uh, it's fun to It's fun to play live. Uh, on that recording, Butch had me play that G note through the acoustic. And I think it was also plugged in through an amplifier the whole time, um, which is weird. I didn't even play chords in that song. I played a G note through the whole thing. Yeah. And I think I played some electric on that one, and then Butch played the rest. And then the brilliant Roger Manning on keys uh, from uh, Jellyfish, who is obviously incredible. And Red Cross, just incredible. One of the greatest keyboardists in the world on that there song. No big deal. Yeah, no big deal. It was very cool of him to come hang and play with us. Um, anything, any other thoughts about that song? I mean, I remember, okay, so this song was originally inspired by my brother who got in a terrible car accident. And that was, you know, after a slew of other um, challenging and dramatic, interesting life choices. And um, he was like very close to dying. So that was the inspiration for this song. And, you know, he was so young at the time and he's still so young and just has so much life to live and so much love left in him to give. And, um, you know, just like, like seeing things like the grand Canyon, which is amazing. And I want to go back and see it again. Cause there's no way there's just, it's just one of those amazing things that, um, that you can see and experience in life. Yeah. It's, and, yeah. It's one of those things. If you look at a picture, if you never have been, if you're an East Coaster or whatever, have never been to the Grand Canyon, it's one of those things that you can look at a picture and be like, I mean, yeah, I, it's a big fucking hole in the ground. You have to go see it from its highest point to where you go, what the hell is that thing? Yeah, it's right? crazy. 
Um, I remember working on the lyrics of this song and originally before the words troublemaker made it into the lyrics, the lyrics were little brother, Mm. little brother, where are you off to now? And I remember you saying it can't be little brother. It's gotta be (laughs) something else. Yeah. That means that. (laughs) Yeah. Troublemaker is the perfect word. It means that to you. Yeah. It's gotta be a little bit more universal. Um, and of course I probably resisted changing anything. Um, and then one day it just, it just like popped in there and I was like, I got it. Troublemaker is, that is an incredible word. Yeah. Uh, uh, Weezer also uses that word in a song, which is great. I'm a troublemaker, never been a faker. You know, that's a, it's a good word. Not many people have used that in songs either. Really? You'd think. Yeah. Not many people use. Good... It just popped in there and I was like, ah, perfect. Yeah. Great lyrics in that song and still played every time we play and probably will always be. Yeah. At... And there's um, a radio station in town that still plays that song often. Yep. As is this next one, uh, which is our highest streaming original song on the old Spotify and the old Apple Music. It is our mantra, and we play this one every night and probably always will as well. It's the title track of the record here on Wind and Wave Radio 106 Nightcast. song <clears throat> yeah i love that song too i don't love that recording of it um again i think you sing that song amazingly better now i feel like yeah. your and my pocket are all over the place on that version mm-hmm. like it moves the pocket of course step Row's killing it and butch is killing it on bass but i feel like you and i are just moving all over the place and you know and we're still like figuring it out yeah like, totally. what even is it totally and i guess you know, people don't care about that. They just like the song and, you know, that's enough for them. They don't notice those things. But 
Yeah. I think live it's much, it's much better. Yeah. We have a great live arena version now too. We need to figure that shit out what we're doing with all that stuff. Cause there actually is a fantastic version of that now, in my opinion. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that was one of my early things, uh, challenges in that record, which was, Hey, this is a happy song. And you always say it's too happy. So I put a minor in that song that wasn't originally there. There's an A minor in that song that doesn't, well, I guess it's a, um, I guess it's a, uh, B minor in terms of the key where I'm capable, but that doesn't matter to anybody. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, or actually I think it's a B flat minor, but it's okay. So it's fine. And, and, um, you want, and so I try to get a little sadness into the chords in there cause you just can't stand it if it's all major. Um, mm-hmm. and this is a common theme of ours. Every song that's all major, she hates until she doesn't. And then, um, but also I was hoping for something more joyful in the lyric. And of course she figured out a way to write the saddest, happiest lyric ever. It is happy though. Well, the verse is like, I don't want to be here. This sucks shit. And, um, but I don't want to be here if you but, don't want to be here, yeah, but you know, but you know, rainbows, you know, yeah, I think for me, happiness is difficult. I'm more comfortable with hopeful. And that's what this song is to me. It's hopeful. Um, I think this is just another, these are just more lyrics about my constant low-grade anxiety and basically not trusting that things are going to work out. Even though um, they always have. Yeah. And, 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 and how I'm like, I'm constantly terrified to make the wrong decision as if there is a wrong decision at every turn. Um, but like in this song, I think, I think my mind was thinking a lot about, um, spending the rest of my life with some, with someone among other things, um, and being terrified that, that, that choice or that destination wasn't going to be right for me, that it wasn't going to make me happy. Um, because of my past and the way I see my parents and the way that their destination appears to me. Um, so I think when I was writing this lyric, it was, I was thinking about a relationship, um, and just basically trying to trust the universe. But I like how, when I sing this song live, I'm not totally thinking about that. Um, especially at the beginning of this song, when I say, I don't want to be here, if you don't want to be here, I'm, I've turned it into more like I'm talking to the crowd, mm. which is interesting um, because I've had moments where we're performing and I feel like the crowd is, is disinterested yeah, um, in some way, shape or form. So, which is probably not true, but you're probably putting your, I know, that feeling out. Totally. There. Also, I think it's your, I mean, it's, it's arguable, but it's, that might be your best set of lyrics. It's one of the greatest set of lyrics in my opinion, ever written. That chorus is brilliantly written. And I almost feel like I can't take credit for it because it's one of those lyrics that fell out of me. Yep. And that one came quick. And how weird is that? All right. Next on the list is a song that is always requested and we have played it live sometimes. And I don't know how Patty feels about it, but I'm curious on the backside of this. And so we'll all learn together. It's Before the World Explodes.
So I had to fight for that shaker. <laughs> fight who? Butch. Yeah. That was the conversation where he had, the, at this point he had the pistol on the, um, oh. on the console. He had started putting a pistol on the console. He was so he sick just, of hearing from me. Just it right up there. Like, and, uh, I wanted to put that maraca on there that you hear in the first verse. And, um, he said, do you really think that's going to sell one more record? And I was like, I don't care. I want a fucking maraca on there. And he let me do but it. But is that but is that why you make is that why you make the music? Yeah, I mean not me, but is that you know the reason? You're not me, but you know, and I don't think he really meant it that way. I just think he I meant know. it's great without it. Because he is loves it, this. Yeah, record, he was actually, like, is that gonna you know? make or break anything? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, yeah. uh I I there I love your vocal performance on that one. I think that's one you actually got to redo, and I think it shows. I mm. think it shows that you actually dug in a little bit on that one and thought about it. Yeah. Um, which I, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like digging in on a vocal and, and, and trying to figure out what you're really trying to do with it. Not with drums pounding in your head and everything too, you know? Mm-hmm. What's that song about? Um, and do you like well, it? Yeah, I don't not, I don't dislike it. And <laughs> I don't dislike any of our songs. I don't um, not dislike it always. Um. I mean, like, it's not one of my favorite songs, but like, I think it's fun. Steppy, it's fun. Um, I think this song was, uh, this is another one that was inspired by my brother and his questionable life decisions after surviving a life-threatening car accident. Sure, because that doesn't um, really change many people. Yeah, the thing is, a life-threatening car accident um, doesn't necessarily change the person it happened to. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was in the hospital kind of out of it a lot of the time, but it was like a truly devastating thing for everyone around him that was experiencing, um, that time it was extremely traumatic for myself. And so, um, you know, to kind of, to kind of like put expectations on someone that goes through that, like, oh, well, they're, they're probably going to be a changed person now. And they're going to just like they're going to like do everything right now. Well, that's an unreasonable expectation. Um, and I had a hard time kind of like letting go of those expectations. Where was this in terms of our, our, our arc, our arc, where was the, where was his accident? First record after first record was out. Like how I was, at, I think it was after the first record. 
was out before the second record. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I think. Did we take some time off touring? Um, I don't think we did on purpose, but like we were home for a while because I remember taking several trips. Yeah, because um, you know, down to visit my family during that time. Yeah, because you know, um, another thing about this record, the re- reason Butch did it is I tried to do it two or three times. And I had made a bunch of records. And then also, Patty and I, in two years, had been on tour almost for about 11 months of those two years. We were gone all the time then. Mm -hmm. And um, I I don't know how Patty felt, but I was burned the fuck out. And um, I knew what the song should be. I just couldn't get them there mentally. I couldn't. Every time I'd go in, I didn't even want to be there. I didn't want to start. And then I'd try to work, which is obviously no place to be creative when you don't want to be there at all. Um, so everything, that's, that's how it changed, ended up with Kind Butch. of in the blink of an eye for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it went from nothing to something. It went from absolutely nothing to management label mm. booking agent business manager fans business managers yeah expectations that may or may not have been there but we felt them yeah yep yeah this is weird the sophomore album is weird feelings wise so now i had forgotten this song even was on this record um but i really do like this song um it was written for a movie and it ended up on this record and it's called anything for you Those lyrics are incredible. The Thank origami you. part, the yeah. castle, our days are numbered like a castle made of sand. Dude, what? How do you even think of that? I don't know. It's the spirit like moving our, through me. You're not that good anymore. There's no way. Like, <laughs> like you were you're at probably your, right. You were at your zenith there, I guess, because that is an incredible set of lyrics. Ugh. Yeah, it was very visual. Ugh. I love that song. Um, interesting thing about that song is that's Butch on that high 12 string and I'm on the other side on a six string because he had this like ramble on kind of vibe. You know, mm-hmm. Butch added a lot of Zeppelin vibe to this record and mm-hmm. that he heard in our songs. Um, 
which is interesting. And but I'm not. I don't play twelve. I don't play acoustic like that. So you kind of needed him to feel that. Right. You know that ramble on kind of Zeppelin thing. That's you know obviously right up his alley. Um, and you know, we used to tell a fun story about that song, which was, it was written for a movie and then it was knocked off the movie by a famous band. And I don't even know who the famous band was, but I always used to say that it was Coldplay. And it then wasn't I, Coldplay. And then I would get everyone in the crowd to say, fuck Coldplay. Uh, I know that was fun though. That and I've was had, funny. you know, I've had 2000 people say fuck Coldplay very loudly. And I, I know. And then, and then you would also like throw in a caveat, like, but if like, if Coldplay wanted us to open for them, we'd be, we'd be happily. Yeah. Well, happily go on tour with them. <laughs> I want to be able to tell Chris that story one day, just personally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't Coldplay. It was it was another band, another great, great band. Yeah, you know, the other thing I was thinking about this record is um there's too many damn songs on it. It's a lot of songs. There's 13 fucking songs. What were we doing? I don't know. We just put we everything even... we just put everything we wrote on there, I guess. Well, and the next song is a song that we wrote the day before we went into the studio, right? So yeah. it's like, yeah, we had a lot of songs. Yeah. And then we wrote one more. Well, and um, uh, what is that guy's name? Because now I'm... <laughs> the guy we wrote this song with. Uh, two of the re- two of the songs on this record. Two Patty. of the songs. Two of the songs oh, you better, on this record. Oh, you better remember. Uh, mm, he has us a pretty a, sick house. Tell us the story about doing that, because also <clears throat> during that time when we wrote this song, you had no voice. Do you remember you that? Mean? No. What do you mean? It's Dave Bassett, who's written Dave tons Bassett. of stuff, including, you know, uh, with Adele and just huge, giant, giant hits. And he's a wonderfully sweet man who we decided to take a right because Patty couldn't sing. We had just canceled, um, not Coachella. Where, where were we at? We, couldn't, we were about to walk on stage. Our gear was on stage and we just couldn't do it. Where was that? I honestly, I don't remember Bonnaroo. that. Like- as Bonnaroo. Well, I, I remember canceling Bonnaroo, but that we we wrote and then we wrote we, this song. And then we flew to LA to see a specialist and we stayed there in LA for two weeks. And in that time, Rainey was like, Do you feel like you guys could write while you're there? And we were like, Yeah. She was like, Would you write with my friend Dave Bassett? And we were like, Okay. Which we weren't really into, but Dave is such a nice person that it and I'd heard and also, he's a great friend of uh, um, Tom DeSavia. And okay. DeSavia was like, you'll love him. He's a really nice guy. Like, you'll even if you don't write a song, you'll just love hanging out with him up in Malibu. Mm-hmm. So we drove up there, and that you could barely sing. I don't remember that part. Yeah. It, there's a, because there's in, a my ver- memory, in my memory, we literally wrote this song the day, be- like a day or two before we walked into the studio. That's the other one. That's the other I one. I really okay. want to love somebody. Got this it. one, this one, there's a demo of you singing it. Baby, take me back. Like you oh, really? whisper it. Yeah, you whisper it. Um, and Dave was just so cool. He just kind of pushed through the fact that you could <clears> barely <throat> make a sound. Was this the one where he thought I was a crazy, sad person, or was it the other one? Other one. Okay. Yeah. 
But this is Take Me Back. And actually, you know, every time we put up what should we play kind of things on social media, this song might be the most requested song. And like, we never play it. Yeah, we 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 played it on one tour when we were out with Kaleo. It worked really well with those crowds. And, and we did play that song for a while. We haven't played it in a long time. Uh, when I listen to it, I remember how much I like it. And I see the things that Dave brought to it. And um, I'm proud of the tune. It is called Take Me Back. And here's how it goes on Nightshade Radio. So like that that little instrumental part, like right before the second verse comes in, it just it it sound it like feels drunk. It feels like yeah, uh, you know, Butch is it feels el- lost and yeah. confused. Butch's electric playing on that song is great. Um, I will say though, Dave's. I wish one of us still had it. Neither one of us is probably organized enough to have it. But Dave's original demo of that one and of the other song are great. They're great. Like they could have been the record version. Uh, yeah. And we did those in like four hours sitting in his beautiful Malibu loft. Um, and I think when we went back, to I might, I might have it. Okay. When well, we went back the second time to sing, I think you re-sang a scratch vocal because obviously <laughs> the first time just sounded like, take me back, take right. me back in your house. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... Um, but that's a great demo. If you do find it, you could put it up for Patreon people because it's fucking awesome. Both versions okay. of his demos are really, I, really good. I will look for it. Uh, and, you know, I have great memories of, of even though it was a scary time with what was going on with your voice and everything, and we had canceled one of the bigger gigs that we had ever been offered, which was Bonnaroo cool. right before cool, we went cool, on Patty. stage. Yeah, good job, Patty. Um, it a lot. was <laughs> It was still... <clears throat> We were still on RCA and we were, yeah, we had money. They were paying for us to live in LA while we kind of sorted that out before we could get back on tour, which we did right after that. And we came out of that with a great song, enough to the point, and we had such a good time. And we've written with other people that those songs never made the record. Um, but we we had such a good time with it, we went back. You know what I, I found mean? It. You do have it? Uh huh. Oh, fuck yeah. Put that up on Patreon after this okay. episode's up. Okay. 
That's awesome. Um, and uh, I'm so glad you're organized. That makes me happy. Um, now, the next song on this record is Under the Skin. It's one of my favorite songs we've ever written. And we don't play it a lot. We have played it. Um, this one and Lost came pretty close together in terms of when they were written. And uh, I had really started to try to figure out how I wanted to harmonize with Patty and where I wanted to sit in songs vocally under her. And this was one of the ones that, and, and Lost, where I felt like we really got it right. And uh, would you like to hear that one, P? Yeah, sure. I feel like uh, the lyrical content of Take Me Back is pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you want to say anything about that? Sorry. I mean, I mean, I broke up with my fiance. Oops. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, but also, yeah, what a heavy song if you think about that. You were and and that's a true story. You were on my bed and couch, crying for five days or whatever, straight, just like never just stopping, like popping Ambien and sleeping never stopping. And, and, and I eating. think you and I had a conversation where I just we just said, "Why don't you just go ask him, tell him you want him back?" Well, I I well first I proposed this, and you were like, "Listen, whether the relationship is is good for you or bad for you, you would feel this way." Right. You were just like, you were trying to give me some perspective. Like you would feel awful no right. matter what. To right. Just... And, and you did, you went and begged his and forgiveness. I did. Yeah. I felt, I felt miserable, but I think I needed to do that in order to realize this is actually not what I want. I just needed to prove to myself that I can leave if I, if I'm not happy. Almost ever. every, almost every long-term successful relationship that I personally know about, almost every one including Sarah and I broke up before it became the real deal. Yeah. Even if it was for two days. Yeah. And it was, it was like because, two or three days. Because when you commit to that long-term thing, man, it's a real thing. It's you better scary. know. You better know. All right. This next song is called Under the Skin here on Nightshade Radio. Oh, oh, oh. Toward the end of the song, um, all the harmonies on. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Mark is great on that song. Uh, Bu- uh, Butch is great on that song on the bass. Uh, and um, you say that's a re-sing for you and it's really good. That's uh, apparent because that one, I feel like I have a really good mm-hmm. swing and I mean. pocket in that for one. For sure, yeah. Uh, uh, that's also John Genty, which we introduced to Butch on, on organ on that one, who's our main organ guy. And, uh, you know, he obviously, every time he touches a song, it's fucking magic. And mm-hmm. uh, the piano was Roger Manning and probably some Butch, too. You know, how these records work is when when you're working that fast and you don't even realize you're working that fast, Patty and I would do a couple of takes of two or three songs. We we were doing, let's see, nine Divided, I mean, 13 songs. We were doing basically about two songs a day or a song and a half a day. So what would happen is we would do a track or whatever. And uh, because Butch didn't even want to work till like noon. So we were showing up at like noon and the beautiful Santa Monica fucking, you know. Gorge. So, man, I got to live there at some point again. You know, and just a beautiful, we would, we would, uh, take our little rental car over there and we would ride bikes in the morning because our the airbnb we were in had bikes and we were riding oh, and the my water. dog was with us yeah your trip was with you and we were teaching him how to ride in a basket which was hilariously fun yeah and it's just a good time um so we wanted it to last longer even than it did but you know we would come back in the morning and butch was showing up turns out at 9 a.m doing tons of electric (laughs) work and harmony work and all kinds of stuff. And he'd be like, the song's done. And we were like, what? (laughs) Again, huh? (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, which his stuff he did is brilliant, but you know, anyway. um, Some of the best times on the, I mean, strange, weird times, but like I have some great memories from this trip. uh, Agreed. It was one, you and I were in a really good place then too. So I think it was a, it was a good, good time. Um, the next one is a song we play still all the time. Uh, by the way, I don't really have any idea what that song's about. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but uh, I like it a yeah, lot. I like the lyrics in that as well. The next one, uh, also has the word skin in it, which I didn't notice till just now. And really? yeah. And, uh, it's called skin and bones. We still play it all the time. It's a very unique track for us. kind of T-Rexy and I love it. And here's how it goes. Away. I know it's hard sometimes to do the things you know you 
Um, love that song. What's the what is the vibe of this song? Like it, I feel like it harkens back to a different era. Yeah, it's like T Rex. That's what I was saying. Like bang. I don't know what that is though. Bang a gong, get it on. Get uh it's like a like a seventies kind of rock shuffle, you know. Yeah. Uh, which is obviously right up Butch's alley, and he was yeah. very pleased to be fucking around on all that. And all the weird keys that Roger Manning added are cool. There's horns at the end of that. Um, there's horns on a couple of songs on this record. How do you know? I don't even know where those came from. I was not a clue. But uh, there's horns on on happiness. There's horns on a bunch of songs. Don't know where those happened. Don't know where they came from. Yeah. Um, but I do like that song. Do you? What, what's up with the lyrics on that one? I think um, I remember thinking about my friend Macy, who had at the time recently gone through a breakup um, with a guy that like wasn't even close to being good enough for her, in my humble opinion. Um, so this is kind of a song I wrote for her, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't remember how I came up with a riff like that or why that was ever a thing. I probably heard a shuffled song and thought, oh, man, I want to do a song like that. You know, that's mm -hmm. honestly, that's probably what happened. So that's a very Bob Schneider thing of you to do. Yeah, very much. Um, so the next song on the record is really want to love somebody. And that's the song, uh, like Patty was saying, that we wrote day of or day before. Was it yeah, day, day of? Before. Okay. Day before we started the record. Um, why we did that? I don't know. Because we had fucking 12 other songs. But Why not? Um, I don't know. <laughs> You know, uh, this was another one with Dave Bassett, uh, which there's probably a demo floating around of it as well, and um, which was also very good. And I love this song. I don't remember. Have we ever played this song live? Did we play this song live much? I think we did on the Kaleo tour. A bunch of these got played during the Kaleo stuff because we I needed so, some more yeah. rock shit, you know? Uh, but anyway, yeah, this one is uh, Really Want to Love Somebody, and it's a very special track for a very special person. So what if everybody knows that you don't have a clue what you're doing here I'm not trying to fool you, I'm just tired of playing games when I can't see clear When I can't see clear songs that we wrote with dave are like like i don't know like make me think of like halloween <laughs> they make me think of like uh uh it's like They're it's like we, it's like we tapped into your hispanic side mm. it feels like uh that song was written in mexico city to me mm -hmm. you know what i mean but they're but they're like dark and eerie mm -hmm. kind of 
Yeah, which is interesting considering housey. considering where we wrote those on this yeah. gorgeous hilltop Malibu mansion. Um, yeah. Which, what a life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I uh, I uh, really like that song. I've forgotten completely about it. I don't know how to play it. Going to have to learn it this week. But I really love that song. What the hell is that about? It's I really want to love somebody like doesn't every doesn't everyone just want to love somebody and be loved by someone. Yeah, that's really the crux of it. There's no hidden meaning. Well, yeah, I know. And just like um, just the same way, like I'm the one that gets in my way the most. Mm, Truth. You know, when it comes to um, success in (laughs) in any form, basically, like I'm. I'm my worst enemy there. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. You are your own worst enemy, and there's no doubt about it. Well, uh, you are too. I am your own worst enemy. No, you are <laughs> your own worst enemy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's there's no doubt about that either. Um, let's see. We're getting towards the end here. Amazingly, that probably should have been the end right there. But then we would have left off <laughs> this brilliant song, which is called Lost. No. The the last three songs on this record are awesome. Yeah, and Lost is one of those. We don't play this one much live, but we have been doing it some on the Feelings Club, and we have been doing it some uh, when we do acoustic shows because it's a great song to do acoustically. Yeah, I love it that way. Uh huh. It might be that it might probably be the way it should have been on here. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, this one is called Lost. It is um, what it means. <laughs> what it says because you know lost a whiskey water and an ambien i guess today's another day wasted at the bottom at the bottom don't want to die but i could sleep don't want to cry anymore just keep it together I tell myself that I won't know where I'm going if I don't know where I am, but I feel more, I feel That one is a little more um, specific to uh, the experience of breaking up with my fiance and feeling really, really miserable on your couch. Uh, I will say also, I like that more than I remembered liking that. I thought that I was- I love a, this song. Yeah, but I mean that version. Oh, you mean the version? Yeah. yeah. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. I think it's really good. Um. I was not the finger-picking guitarist that I am now in that time. And that song in Mindless Endless Sea, was I was very nerve, 
was, I was very nervous to be able to play that in front of a guitarist like um, Butch, who can play mm-hmm. anything on guitar at any moment without any problems. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, I, I believe that on that one and um, My Mind is an Endless Sea, I think I played it on the first take. And I think if I had to have done on those particular two more than that, it would have gotten progressively worse. Because I would have right. been like, fuck, I can't get this part. Fuck, I can't get this part. You know? Mm-hmm. So. Just over, you'd overthink it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was helpful that most of these songs on this record were not done to a click. So time was wandering and feel was wandering so i didn't have to just nail the feel and because it could kind of move you know that's kind of the magic Mm -hmm. of that kind of record is time can wander um yeah so the next song was maybe one of the first songs you wrote across the pond lyrically maybe no yeah i don't know if like that was a a lyric I finished across the pond, but it was definitely a lyric that was inspired from across the pond and probably started over there. Because of your proclivity for redheaded alcoholics in Scotland. No one can see you shrug your shoulders. Oh, uh, mm. <laughs> uh, mm. anyway, mm. this one's called the redhead in Aberdeen here on Wind and Wave Radio. One, two, song is so dynamic yeah i love the strings yeah that's rob mathis again blessing us with his presence um step row doing a super i mean again butch brought out the zeppelin in that song um and it's a cool version because of that you know it sounds like it could have been you know alongside misty mountain to up or, or well, in, in, in any zeppelin kind of that era song and um I really like it. I love our acoustic version of it even more, but I appreciate that version quite a bit. Um, oh, you mean like when we do it live? I love doing that, just you and yeah. me, especially in a giant place, <clears throat> which we did in yeah. Aberdeen on this arena tour. Patty and I, the band just sat there and we played. No, the band walked off. We mm-hmm. we We fucking closed with that song, Me and You, acoustically. And it's so cool to do that in a giant room. 
and feel the it giant was, room be quiet. Yeah, it was special for sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, oh, sorry, you have anything else to say about it? No, I was just, um, you know, I was just going to say this song is is very much about just being on tour. And what's interesting about being on tour is you can be surrounded by people, people that you love um, at all times and still feel lonely. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I remember like really missing my partner and wanting to, to be with him and the phone call and the FaceTime just not being enough. It's not, not only was it, not only is it not enough, it's like, it's almost fucking annoying. It's, Uh, it's almost easier to not communicate. Yeah. That just to wait till it's fucking over and let's just get to the end so we can be together. My wife and I kind of ended up in a place where if someone has something to tell the other person or say, Give us a give us a give us a buzz. Otherwise, let's just yeah. text and say hello because it's it, we really just do fight about nothing. If otherwise, totally. Um, and um, uh, I'm curious though, just as an aside, again, I'll ask it again. I asked it, at, you know, maybe two or three weeks into this into the quarantine. Now that touring is not even on your plate or available, do you do you have a different appreciation for those moments though now that you can't do it? you know, that we can't do it for a long time. Well, I mean, I still think that maybe this time is this is a nice like respite. Like I don't have to think about not doing it because no one can do it right now. And I think I always have a different appreciation for it when I'm home as opposed to when I'm out there doing it. Cause like a lot of times when I'm on the road, I want to be home. And when I'm home, I want to be on the road. So like the grass is always greener. Yep. So maybe this is just a nice the grass break. grass is always from, greener on the other side. It's just a nice break from everything. Yeah. Um, so the last song on this record, it turns out recently, Patty told me this might be her favorite Wind and Wave song, um, which I'll let her talk about after we play it. And it is a song that I got to play piano on, but much, you know, due to Butch's pushing me to do it and i'm proud of myself for being able to do that because i'm not a very good piano player and it's called everybody knows
So that tune, oh, the electric guitar. Yeah, that's Butch. And so sexy. And that tune, um, I wrote on piano, or I started the idea on piano, which is rare for me, which is why I played the piano because I didn't really know what else to play on it. And um, uh, I did in the original version sing the word the words everybody knows. And I had zero context for it. Sometimes when I mush mouth, shit just comes out. And then somehow you often will take a two word thing that you hear me say and make an entire fucking song that actually makes sense with your life out of it. How do you do that? Well, I mean the same way, uh, the same way a fan of music, a listener can take something that I write and apply it to their lives. That's, and their experiences that are completely and totally different from mine. Like, I think you hear what you need to hear. And so right. even if you, that you know, sense. mumble something mumbo jumbo or, or actually give me some words, like I hear what I need to in it the same way when I read a horoscope, What's interesting, I hear what I need to hear in it. Yeah, that's true. What's interesting is I found, I have to, uh, it was just a, a couple of months ago, but I found the original of me singing that on one of my voice notes and I sing, everybody knows but you sing, does everybody know? And I, mm, that's, mm-hmm. that's what makes it you. Mm. Always questioning. Me, totally. de- me declaratively totally. like, saying everybody knows and you going, does everybody know that I'm a fraud? Yeah. Is, it, is it that you're a fraud? Is that totally. what it is? Yeah. Totally. It's, a, it's like a, a song about like paranoia, really. Like does, the, like, does the crowd know when I'm not, when I don't believe in myself? Or. Yeah. Or this feeling that I'm feeling on the inside, like, can, does everyone know? Is it, you know? <clears throat> but I like, you know, that that line, um, don't hold back the tide that you feel. Uh, like, my emotions a lot of times cause physical sensations in my body, in my chest. Just like that song, just like that line in um, Let's Forget That I Was Ever Even Here. My heart is coming right out of my chest. Right. Um that I feel that way a lot of times. Well, um, I think we're all grateful that you feel that way because even though it brings you pain, it brings us all great songs. So thanks for sharing your pain with all of us, Patty. You know, Dwight, you're welcome. And there really, you know, there is no, there is no pleasure without pain. Uh, life is full of pain. Yeah. It's just, it's just part of it. Um, I don't want to forget to mention though, that we have, um, an acoustic version of this, of this album. Not every song on this album is on that. I think it's like eight songs, something like that. Um, it is eight songs Oh, and, um, and it's fantastic. And I think, um, as much as I love that version of everybody knows, I think I might even love the acoustic version even more. Is it on acoustic guitar? Or on piano? Uh, I think it's still on piano. Okay. Um, I just remember, not the last time we were in the UK, but the time before, like, there was one night where I could not sleep and I stayed awake all fucking night and I just listened to that song on repeat for hours. That version? Yeah. It's really, really beautiful and I love it so much. Um, awesome. So yeah, there's eight songs on that record. Most of those are the actual demos for the record. Totally. It's kind of an interesting peek into if you if you don't make records or if you're new to making records or if you're an old KG veteran. Um, it's kind of a peek into 
um, thought process to fruition. Um, I would, if I had made that record, I probably would have kept a lot of those vocals and worked from them to work it up into a record, which, cause Patty and I don't demo very much usually. Uh, we are on this current record because it's, you know, hello, new world. But mm. at the time, those were what I call just sketches that would have ended up being the songs. Um, for instance, there's a very different version of Skin and Bones on there where I'm on a nylon acoustic and it's kind of, it's kind of sick that way. It's kind of cool that way too. So um, yeah, that is well worth listening to. Good point, Patty. Uh, we did two releases on Island and that was the other one. Um, do we have anything else to say about this record and just the record specifically? I will say that I treasure the memories of it. Um, I did have a wonderful time in California making it. I want to give a shout out to Butch for seeing it through, um, even through the label change, because he had to wait on his money for like fucking years to get it once they bought it and all this shit. And um, he took us on tour right after that, and we really appreciate that. And Butch has been a good friend. And um, I appreciate Mark Stepro. I appreciate Rob Mathis. I appreciate... Roger Manning, uh, uh, John Ginty, and everyone that contributed to uh, Dave Bassett, everyone that contributed to that record, and my good friend Patty. Um, uh, those are memories. When I make records with people, I I always try to tell them the record doesn't matter because it really doesn't. Ultimately, most of these records are going to fail, um, not do well, not sell anything. And so the memories that you take out of making that record is really the most important part. And it's like summer camp almost, you know? And when you finish mm-hmm. it, you're like, oh, well, I probably won't hang out with these guys in the same way. Um, what was, what? for instance, what was Butch's assistant that we just liked so much? What is such a nice guy. Todd. Todd, yeah. Todd was a great guy. It's just a fun record to make. Butch's wife and kids were interesting as hell. And, you know, you just, you don't get all those experiences normally. So when you get them... Man, I try to hold on. Those are good memories in my memory banks. So thank you, Patty, for being a part of it. And then I'll let you talk your shit and then just take us out, okay? I don't really have any more shit. I'm just going to say ditto to all that. And I I agree. And I'm glad that we did this um, track by track. And maybe uh, down the road, we can do another one for the third album. I think that might be a good thing. Oh, I think we will. To do. Yeah. Yep. So, um, thanks to everyone who listens to this podcast. We hope that you will join us again this Saturday for our next live stream concert. You can join from anywhere online. Um, you can buy tickets on our website or, uh, on our Facebook, on our Instagram, on our Twitter, anywhere. Um, we've got links up everywhere. Uh, we're doing two shows one at three o'clock and one at seven o'clock central standard time where we play this album. Happiness is not a place from top to bottom in its entirety, acoustically um, just Dwight and myself from the Cludio. So join us for one or both. And we really look forward to seeing you there and uh, give us a review. Um, I don't know if you've been listening for, to this podcast forever or if you're new, but if you haven't given us a review, um, like on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, that is extremely appreciated. 
Um, so give us a review. Um, I don't know how many emails we've got hanging around, but we could always use your thoughts, um, to help us steer the conversation on this podcast. So, um, your stories, your experiences, your thoughts, your questions, anything, um, we'd love to hear it. You can email us at the Dwight and Patty show at gmail.com. Um, you can follow us on socials on, let's see on Instagram. We are the Dwight and Patty show. And even though I'm not currently, uh, spending a lot of time doing the full videos for the podcast at the moment, um, I am trying to still post some interesting clips here and there. Um, especially when we have like (laughs) facial expressions or when I'm showing a pair of socks or whatever that you can't see on, on the, uh, audio version, I try to throw up some clips on our socials. So go check those out. Give us all the likes and stay, stay safe and be well, all the, all the things. Yeah. All right. See you next time folks. Bye. Bye. It's the Dwight and Patty Show. It's the Dwight and